0: Howdy friends and welcome to another episode of His Redemption Road. I am your host, Natalie, and I am so glad you are here with us today. My hope is that this is a place where heaven meets earth and each of us can walk away in freedom with our chains left broken on the floor. My guests and I will share extraordinary testimonies of deliverance, along with dreams, visions, and revelations intended to spur us on toward the road to redemption and ultimately reveal the unfailing love of the Father. So pull up a chair, grab a cup of tea, and invite your friends to come along for a stroll down His redemption road. friends, today we are going to talk about the prayer in the garden. So most of us around the world just completed celebrating a holiday that is commonly known as Easter, and many Christians call it Resurrection Sunday. Uh, that's personally what I like to call it because he's alive! Yay! And this particular passage of scripture about Jesus praying in the garden prior to to going to the cross, has been rolling around in my heart and mind for weeks. If I had had my ducks in a row and had been really organized, I should have done this episode prior to Resurrection Sunday. I did not, so here we are today because my spirit simply will not allow me to let this go. The reason this is so important is because I have heard this teaching taught from various platforms and it never seems to encompass the fullness of what the Lord intends for us to realize in this scripture. So um, this is the scripture where Jesus commonly says, My father, if this cup um, could could not pass away from me unless, unless I drink it, then your will be done. Or my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And I commonly hear that taught as Jesus asking to not go to the cross. And that is incorrect. That is not what he's saying. We're going to read this together today so that you and I can have the fullness of understanding of what this scripture says and why it's important. So here we go. We are in Matthew 26, starting in verse 36 the prayer in the garden. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane and said to the disciples, sit here while I go and pray over there. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Okay, so he brings the disciples, he has them sit down, he brings three of them over with him And he begins to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. That is very key here. Um, And he's not sorrowful and deeply distressed about going to the cross. The reason he begins to be sorrowful and deeply distressed is because the weight of the sin of the world is already beginning to come on his shoulders for him to bear. Yet. He chooses the cross. So the next verse, starting in verse 38, says, He said to them, so he's saying this to Peter and the two sons of Zebedee. He says, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. So this is a plea to them. He's telling them, I am beginning to have all this weight on me. So much so that it even wants to crush me to death. And he's asking them with his plea to stay here and watch with me. He's asking them to pray for him. That he can do what he's supposed to do. Verse 39, it says, He went a little farther and fell on his face and praying, he said, Oh, Father, oh, my father, if it is possible Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So, the cup that he's asking of his father to pass from him is this exceeding sorrow that is even unto death, that's about to crush him. And the reason he asks God to take that from him is because he knows he needs to live long enough to make it to the cross. He is not asking for the cross to be removed. His eye is on the goal. He is ready to defeat death, hell, and the grave. He is ready to conquer sin once and for all for your behalf and mine. And because he's already starting to bear the weight of sin, that this sorrow is so heavy that it is about to crush him even unto death. So he says to his father, Father, If it is possible, let this cup right now, this, I'm about to die, pass from me so I can make it to the cross. But Lord, not my will, your will be done. That's what he's saying. So verse 40, it says, then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he says to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me for one hour? watch and pray lest you enter into temptation the spirit indeed is willing but the flesh is weak so he is here he is he's beginning to carry the weight of the world he's asked them to pray and watch for him we've learned in another episode that i taught early on that you in habakkuk it says um i watch to hear i look to hear i watch to hear That is vision from God. That is heavenly vision. So he asks them to watch with him. That means he expects them to hear from God and pray in the spirit for him that he do God's will, okay? So then in verse 42, again, a second time, he went away and prayed saying, oh, my father, if this cup cannot pass away from me unless I drink it, Your will be done. Because here he is. I mean, we know in other passages of the Bible that he is sweating blood here. That's how heavy this is. He's sweating blood. He's asking for that weight to pass a little bit, just enough. So that he can make it to the cross for us. That's how much he loves us. And he came and found them asleep again. Verse 43. For their eyes were heavy. So he left them, went away again, and prayed a third time, saying the same words. Then he came to his disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. So the importance of this garden scene, where Jesus is sweating blood, where he asks his disciples to watch and pray, when he's beseeching his father three separate times to let this cup of exceeding sorrow even unto unto death to pass from him. This is important because he could have easily forgone the cross, laid down in the garden, And died. And where would we be? But he was willing to endure. To go to the end. He had his eyes on the goal. And the third time when he asks God. We see that he's able to walk better. He says rise let us be going. See my betrayer is at hand. So he's ready. He squares his shoulders. To face his betrayer. To then go. And do the work that was set before him. Hallelujah. So this garden scene is important because he was not asking for the cross to be removed from him. He was always going to do that for you and for me. He was actually asking to make it to the cross. For you and for me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that you chose to make it to the cross for each and every one of us, to make a show of the enemy, to defeat sin, death, hell, and the grave, to give us an option to be in your family forever, to make us victors and overcomers. I thank you, Jesus, that you did the work, the perfect work, and you fulfilled every prophecy of the Old Testament and the work that you've done that was applied, that was for this particular thing. Lord, I pray that you would prick the heart of every listener, that if they do not know you today, that they would call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God, who died for the sin of the world and rose again and is today seated at the right hand of the Father to be their Lord and Savior, that they would give up sin and accept life. And I pray for every Christian that has been living a carnal Christian life, living like the world, that they would see the work you did and what you endured, that you were willing to go for us to defeat these things so that we do not have to live by the world, but that we get to be free from the world. Your word says that it is for freedom that you set us free. It is for freedom that you set us free. Not for sin, not for unholiness, but for freedom. We no longer have to be bound and in bondage to sin. So whatever it is that you have today, that needs to be set at the foot of the cross. Open your hands now and lay those down to Jesus and let him take those things and separate them from you so that they are no longer yours to carry or to think about or to worry about. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus, for you are the Lord Most High. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey friends, thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you could share it with a friend and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your encouragement will be helpful in leading others to find us. You can stay connected with me on Facebook or Instagram at His Redemption Road. Also, if you haven't read my memoir, Healing Wings by Natalie Sherwood, you can pick it up on Amazon today. Have an amazing week in the Lord and be blessed everywhere you go.